You're listening to episode number 38 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, I have on Hannah Salazar. Hannah is a podcast host to the Advice from Hannah podcast, a personal development show where she speaks about showing up for yourself and interviews extraordinary entrepreneurs who are setting the example in their desired field. As well, she is a motivational speaker and MC to events majorly focusing on entrepreneurship. This week, we talk all about all of the things. Hannah drops her top truth bombs, and I'm so excited for you to listen in. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I've learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season three is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need. And all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I am here with all-around badass podcaster and speaker, Hannah Salazar. Hannah, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Hello, family's audience. For my listeners, just give a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then you can go into how you got to this point as well. So, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Hannah Salazar, as Sammy said, but I'm known online as Advice from Hannah. I am a speaker, podcaster, mama to a lot of Instagram children, (laughs) and just an overall human that thrives on having meaningful conversations and making an impact online. I reside in Toronto, Canada, but I was born in the Dominican Republic, so shout out to all the Latinas that listen to this. I got you, ladies. That's just a bit about me and and kind of where I am right now. I've always been somebody who everybody's on my phone asking me what to do next, where to go, what to say, how to, like, react. So I kind of just took that one day and fueled it into this due to multiple frustrations, but we can get into that later. And now we're here. <laughs> the Advice from Hannah podcast has 55 episodes right now. And season one is done and I'm working on season two. And I've been doing some speaking gigs and workshops and, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And your podcast is so amazing. I know I listen to it all the time. And I just remember like when I first reached out to you, it was like probably five, six months ago. I don't remember how, like what it was or whatever, but I think I had a question for you. And you started giving me like the best advice. And I was like, oh my God, like, Perfect. I was like, I love this girl already. And then we just, you know, started to chat like through that. But I think I get a lot of opinions from different people. But when I ask you for advice, it's like your opinion is just like it's so different for everyone else's, but it's like the right thing. And that's why I feel like all your stuff is so impactful. Talk to me a little bit about what experiences came up that you decided that you're like, I need to share my voice with the rest of the world. 
it's funny that you ask, and thank you for the compliment. Like, I'm, I'm not used to taking compliments, so I, mm. I want to say thank you. So what happened is, I'm, I, I can say boldly, I'm 30 years old, and I have been in the work field since I was 14. I started working at a really young age just because of the circumstances in my house. And I've been somebody that has always worked extremely hard. My work ethic has defined me over the years, and it will continue to do so especially when it comes to just getting down and getting the dirty work done. I don't have a problem doing that. What was happening to me a lot, though, was I was somebody that switched careers. I worked in the hospitality industry for over seven years. I went to school. I worked while I went to school the whole entire time. I have never been unemployed. I have never been not working for less than two weeks. And that literally two weeks vacation happened last year. Mm-hmm. So... I've been somebody that just continuously works and known for that, but I kept getting passed up for promotions. I would apply for promotions. I wouldn't get it. And I was starting to get really sad about it. And I do like I overeat. So I have a serious problem with my weight and keeping my weight afloat. Like right now, when we're talking in 2020, January, I'm a couple pounds over. Mm -hmm. Like I've been a couple pounds over. Um, And I know that that's something I have to work on myself right now. When I'm overwhelmed or I'm overworking or I'm stressed out, I eat. So I was online, and I'm frustrating because, A, I can't get promoted, period. B, I'm developing people, and I'm making people into their best selves unofficially, and these people are getting promoted, but I'm not. So what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? So my life was in a total turmoil, like, long <laughs> show at that point. And just with everything happening and, and a lot of stuff in my personal life, so I looked at my husband one night, and I married, I don't even know how, but <laughs> shout out to Daniel. Mm. He deals with me all the time with all of this nonsense. And I look at him, and I'm like, you know what? I'm so annoyed with being online and everybody talking about their 90-day transformation and how, look what I'm doing, and look at me, I'm a unicorn, and I have a million followers, but they're not talking about the that they went through to get them. Right. So I looked at him and I was like, you know what? Advice from Hannah. It literally just rolled out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about it. So I went on Instagram and I looked at advice from Hannah and somebody had advice from Hannah with an H, but I'm like, whatever. She spells her name wrong. So (laughs) I, (laughs) I opened it. I opened the brand and I called it my little page for the longest time. That was March two years ago. Mm -hmm. So we're in 2020. So March 5th, in the month of March, I would be two years old on Instagram. And I literally just posted a tulip in the snow from Google. Mm -hmm. And I said, sometimes you just have to grow through, I don't know what I said, but if you look up advice behind it, you scroll real down, you'll see it. I don't delete my, like, the inception of things. I I haven't, I haven't, like, archived it, so then you think I'm some superstar. No, I want you to see the bad memes that I used to make. So I started that, and then people just started talking to me in DMs. And I kept getting paragraphs and stories and people telling me their business. And it was just a whole new world, Sammy, out there. I didn't even know all of that was happening in people's homes and in people's lives. It was just overwhelming. And it still is that people quote me and people like call me like hero. And it's just insane. Just because I literally did it out of the frustration that I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to be a CEO. Like I wanted to be a hefa, basically. Mm-hmm. That, that's why I did it. And that started going, I started making Instagram friends in Toronto. 
other people in Toronto that were doing, you know, similar things for coaches. And, you know, the word coach to me, I know all the coaches that are listening to you right now are going to hate me, but the word coach to me is overused. So a lot of them are coaches or mentors or whatever, and they would be reaching out to me and asking me for advice. I'm like, excuse me, you're a coach. Like, what are you asking me for advice for? And that kind of just snowballed into what it is today. I am a master networker. That is my real thing. You can probably attest to when you talk to me, you feel like I'm only talking to you. When I talk to people, they feel like I'm just talking to them. Meanwhile, I'm having a conversation with seven other people and seven other different chats. I have that skill of making you feel like you're the only person in the whole world right now that matters if that's the truth because you are. If that's the kind of energy that you bring to yourself, like that you're the most important person right now to you. That started happening and I started meeting some really cool people that I wanted to work with. So collaboration was huge. It's still huge for me. And we started doing events out of pocket because I wanted to be, I will be, a huge keynote speaker that travels the world and people are going to pay me to do this one day. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to do that, I had to put on my own events because nobody in their right mind wanted to hire somebody with 200 Instagram followers. I tried. It wasn't working. (laughs) That happened. And I literally, just a testament of somebody who really wanted to do something and did it. And if I wanted to do something, I just created. Yeah. I created. I wanted to be on a podcast. I wanted somebody to interview me on a podcast. And I'm telling you right now, you are my second podcast interview. <laughs> I have done 55 oh. podcast episodes. Uh-huh. And only two people have interviewed me because I wanted to be on a podcast. Right. So I built one. And even building one, and even popping out 55 episodes, I've only been on two other people's. Yeah. I'm just saying that for you, like the listeners and you and everybody understands that it will take time for you to do the thing that you want to do. And the podcasting happened. My online community kept asking me to do podcasts. So whatever my community asks of me, I deliver. Because at the end of the day, they're the most important people. They're the ones who are there reading. They're the ones who are there supporting. They're the ones who are there buying tickets. So what my community asks me to do, I will deliver because I'm here to serve them. They're not here to serve me. Like, I'm here to serve them. That's kind of where I'm at today. In 2019, thankfully, I co-created eight events with other entrepreneurs. And I was able to speak for the Economic Club of Canada, which was pretty huge for me. And just recently, I spoke at Microsoft. That was a pretty big deal, huge deal Mm -hmm. for me um, just to do that. And here we are right now. So this podcast is really geared towards high school students and college students. So I want to touch on a piece you said, if you want it, create it. A lot of students will sort of come up with this idea of that. They have so many like obstacles and blocks in the way that because of their age or because of their circumstance, like they can't do certain things. How did you sort of like move past that move past like, oh my God, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but let me just do it anyway. And just realize, like, okay, I want to help people. I want to create advice for Hannah, so I'm just going to do it. What was that process like? I'm still there. <laughs> right. I don't know if people are really receptive to what I am doing. However, what I think what sets me apart is people seem to think that I'm motivated 24-7. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, no, let's go, team. There are days that I feel like doing shit. Like, I don't want to do any of this. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody's talking to me. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to come listen to me. Look at this post that did horrible. The algorithm is changing. Everything is changing. So it is something that is hard to do. 
it's not by any means easy, but I'm somebody that cannot live with the mystery of if it was going to work. Yeah. It drives me up the wall to spend the rest of my life wondering what would have happened if I launched it like Hannah. Mm-hmm. I cannot live like that. It, it will drive me up the wall. So what I do is I get over myself real quick because it doesn't matter where you come from, what your family's been through, what you've been through, if you have money, if you don't have money, whatever money means to you. You just have to get up and do the thing. Yeah, It's not going to be easy. And I, I didn't know the first thing about podcasting. I've never held a mic until that point. I'm clueless to what I was doing. I would hit up people on the ground and I would ask them questions about podcasting. Right. I would sit there and I'd be like, hey, man, like, what system do you use to edit? And some of them were just so petty that they wouldn't tell me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, they think, I don't know what the, I don't care. You want to know what? I use Audacity. I edit on Audacity. Yeah. I figured out how to do it on YouTube. Well, my husband edits. But we figured it out on YouTube. I went online and I went mid-price microphone for podcasting boom something came up I went I went to the store and I saw it so it's just I figured it out on my way and I found some really cool people that support you this is the kicker part though this is what hurts and this is what you need to do in order to succeed and it is annoying and I struggle with it myself still it's letting go of the people that no longer serve you yes it is very difficult to do But initially, if you want to do something, if you want to achieve something, if you want to accomplish something, and the person and the people that you surround yourself with right at this very moment aren't supporting it, then you need to let them go. There's no room for that because the five minutes that you're spending explaining to somebody with no vision, your vision is five minutes that you could be talking with somebody who gets it or five minutes that you could be researching how to get there. You should see the messages I get. Uh, Oh, well, you don't know nobody no more. You don't talk to anybody anymore. You don't have time for anybody anymore. Guess what? I don't. I am busy. I'm trying to create something right now. And it's not that I don't love you because I love you. And I love everyone. Like, I'm, like, the biggest lover ever. I still have love and mutual respect for you. And if I see you, I will say hello and hail you up. However, when it comes to who I dedicate my time to, it's my brand. My brand gets all the time. Because that is my vision and that is what I see. So you have to choose your brand, your vision, every single day above everything. Just because if you don't, you're dead in the water. You're not going to move because unsupportive friends are so real. And they hurt. They hurt because you think that, you know, the first person that's going to buy a $20 ticket to come see you speak at a venue that costs you $200 to run for the afternoon is going to be your best friend and it's not. It's going to be some stranger on Instagram that has never met you who will buy a ticket. Right. And that's just the name of the game. Uh, They say entrepreneurship is a lonely road, but you meet really cool people along the way. Yeah. And that is 150% true. So I would just say to whoever's listening to me, get started however you can. It will not be perfect. It will not look like Kim Kardashian's page. It's not going to look like BJ Envy's podcast. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to look like the Beyonce Ivy Park clothing line. It's not going to look like that. Why? They've been doing it longer than you. They have the resources and they just allocate their time better. Exactly. But will it look like your product? Of course. Yes. For me last year, like I know a core group of like six people and those were like the only people I surrounded myself with. And like I moved farther in those 
six, nine months and I had in my entire life. And it was, I think it was solely because of that. And like every day I wake up and I'm so grateful for those people. But for a high schooler who's like listening to this and saying like, listen, like my mom, my dad, my grandma, like they don't really support what I want to do. Like I can't just cut them out of my life. What would you say to that? Unsupportive family members are, are hard to kick. And it's something like your mom, your, your grandma, your dad, your brother, your sister, they may not understand. So you may not be able to cut them out of your life. Mm-hmm. But I would just limit the conversations about my brand with them. I would be just somebody who would talk about the regular things with them just because they're family. You would keep conversations to, you know, hey, how are you? How are you feeling? Yeah. You know, the regular conversations. But when it comes to creating and things like that, you share that with somebody else. I have relationships in my life that I do not speak about my brand to them, but they enjoy talking to me and I enjoy talking to them about other subjects. So I still talk to them. But what I'm doing in what I'm doing with my brand and with my business, I don't speak with them about because they're not interested. So they're not your audience. It's like speaking French to somebody that talks Chinese. Right. It doesn't make any sense for you to just keep, oh, but grandma, but I really want to do this and no, no, no. Grandma's like, okay, well, whatever, that's lame. It's never going to work. Prime example, my mom, has not been to a single one of my shows, has not listened to my podcast. However, will wait for me to come home and ask me how it went. Mm-hmm. I say, good. She goes, okay, good. And that's it. And I understand that because my mom doesn't get it. But behind your back, they're raving about how you're doing this thing. Right. They really are. Right. But they just won't say it to you because they, they don't want your head to get big. They don't want you to think that you're all that in the back of just a bit, but yeah. you are. That's what it is. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. I would just literally surround yourself with the people that feel like sunlight and the people that get it yeah. and just keep those conversations to a bare minimum mm-hmm. until they understand, until they come around. Honestly, like, I've never heard that before. And I think that's so beneficial because I remember when I was in high school, like, I would be like, okay, like, so I'm supposed to surround myself with all these positive influences, but I go home every day and it's not really the greatest positive space. How am I supposed to deal with that? And people were like, oh, like, just, you know, try and, like, keep to yourself or whatever. But I'm like, it really doesn't work that way. You know, like, it's not that easy to do. That's some good advice, I got to say. It's hard, and a lot of people, like, you know, you, you see a lot of the artists and things like that, and people who made it, yeah. they'll say, like, you know, my family members thought I was crazy. Right. Oh, my, you know, and then it wasn't until they came out to the show when they saw really what I was doing that they're like, oh, my God, I get it, and then they fucked up them, right? Some people don't have the tunnel vision that you have at the beginning, yeah. but they will see it later on. And then it's just up to you whether you want to let them in into your space at that point in time or not. Yeah. Or you want to keep them on the outline like how they've always been, or do you want to bring them in? I always say it, now this is like the the woo-woo part of me, this is your stage, these are your lights, this is your show. Yeah. You decide who comes in and who comes out of it, but you decide, not them. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So not many people know this, but you also work a nine-to-five. <laughs> and a lot of people in high school and college will say, you know what, I want to do this thing but I don't have enough time to. What is your sort of like advice for that? Like, what is your take on that? How are you able to do it all? Who needs sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs sleep? You don't need to sleep eight hours a day. I'm joking. Don't want to Like, you know, I, I go to sleep at 9 p.m. A lot of people ask me this question and I don't really have a defined answer. What I can tell you is 
I have an insane work ethic. I'm very disciplined. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm somewhere eight hours a day, just like how you are in school eight hours a day. I'm fortunate enough not to bring my work home with me. Yeah. Some people do. What I say to those who have to bring their work home with them or you have to bring your homework or you have to bring your college school work home with you. Yeah. That break that you have for two hours, that lunchtime that you sit there with your friends chatting or when you wake up at 6 a.m. or 5.30 and you grab your phone and surf the net for an hour, mm -hmm. work yeah. during that time. It's not fun. I'm not saying this is fun. By no means is this fun. Right. But it needs to get done. Right. So whenever you have a spare time, if you're on the train for two hours, if your commute is an hour and a half to and from, what are you doing in that commute? Are you just sitting there and people watching? Or are you taking out your pen and paper and getting your homework done? Utilize your time wisely because CEOs, Barack Obama and Oprah have 24 hours in a day and look how much they do. Yeah. So you just have to, it doesn't have to be like, you know, the 5 a.m., 4 a.m. club, whatever. I'm a firm believer that you can wake up at whatever time you feel like waking up and still get the job done. Mm -hmm. But it's just allocating the time. If there's a window of opportunity for you to do something, then you do it. I schedule calls at my lunch break. Right. So I schedule calls from 12.15 to 1 p.m. I can schedule a call there. I can schedule two calls there if I felt like it. A 15-minute call and a 30-minute call. If you want to do podcast episodes, you take a Saturday morning that normal people sleep in and you batch them. Right. You bang out two interviews in two hours. Right. For three hours, you bang out two interviews. You batch your post. You sit there on your Saturday night when everybody's partying and you open up your laptop and you make... 10 memes. Yeah. You make eight videos back to back. How bad do you want it? How hungry are you? Are you willing to sacrifice your free time to put in the work? Right. That's what it's all about. I do a lot of that. I batch a lot of my content. I took that first Saturday of January and I made six videos right. for the next six weeks. It's done. So now I know that next weekend, if I have time, I should at least make four or five more videos. Right. So then I'm into March. You just have to constantly keep planning and prioritizing. And yeah. even if you're watching, you're binge watching you, which I did. <laughs> Horrible thing to do. I'm so upset with that show. I binge watched you. But in a binge, like the you episodes are 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Do I really need to sit there and watch every single thing? No. I had my laptop out and I was working and I was listening. Right. Nobody will ever have the time. You have to make the time and find pockets. I have entrepreneur friends that don't get to work until 10 p.m. Yeah. Why? They come home from work. They have to feed their kids. They have to put their kids to bed. They have to do the homework with the kids. They have to pack lunches. By the time everybody is sleeping and out of their hair, it's 10 p.m. What do they do? They work from 10 p.m. to midnight. And that's just the name of their game. I have other people that wake up at 5 a.m. And they do all their brand work from 5 to 7. Mm -hmm. And then they get ready, they go to work, and at 8 a.m. they're at work. Right. Or o'clock they're done. It's just how bad do you want it? Yeah. That's literally so motivating for me. Like, right, I just want to, like, go right now and, like, at, what, 8.45 in the morning and just, like, do all the things and, like, go everywhere and just, like, get everything <laughs> done. Right. I have that effect on people. But, it's, you know, I always say when you aren't motivated... You apply discipline, and being disciplined is not fun. 
right. hey, it's not a fun task to be. I know because I'm always like, yeah, hey, girl, hey. And, like, I'm such a fun person to be around. But after all that is done, I work. Yeah. Like, I will work till, like, you know, the bitter end, till my eyes are shutting off. And that's how I operate. And I operate at full blast, full throttle. Sometimes I do so much work ahead of time that, you know, before I launch something, I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm literally chilling. It's just, you know, Monday to Friday, am I worried about the posts that I'm going to make? No, because they're done. I just upload a post. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm on to doing something else. Like, for me, this week, like, all I have to do for the podcast launch on Friday is just, like, create the graphics and send it to my guests, and that's, like, it. And I'm, like, this is weird, like, because I just got an editor for the podcast, so I was, like, I've never had to, like, just sit back and relax. Like, it's usually Wednesday night, and I'm trying to, you know, edit the podcast or whatever. But now I'm just, you know, chilling, and it feels so nice. But also I know that this opens up space to do other things, which is great. So let's chat a little bit about discipline versus motivation. I touched on it a little bit, but I feel like it would be beneficial for my listeners to hear from someone else. So what's your take on it? How do you feel about either? How do you feel about people when they sort of like intertwine the two? And what do you think the difference between them is? So for me, discipline is getting up and doing something when you don't feel like doing it. Right. It's just as simple as that. Do I really want to go work out for 30 minutes? No. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But will it be beneficial for me? Yes. Motivation is when you have it, to me, it comes in like weights. Motivation comes in weights. There's sometimes that I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to just like tear up the world and I'm going to launch this podcast. And I'm going to write this book. And I'm going to do this and that and that and this. And like, I'm just like, ah, yeah, girl, let's go. And then reality hits. Right. And you're like, uh, okay, well, I work a nine to five. I have bills to pay. I have my mom to take care of. And I have a husband that, you know, needs attention. And I have people that I'm working with that I need to respond to. So realistically, me sitting down and creating content for eight hours, like I would want to, is not possible. Mm-hmm. But how can I do this collectively over the week? Yeah. And that's where discipline comes in. And then you do little pockets of, you know, take your phone. So you're in a meeting at work and your boss is just talking nonsense or, you know, like really this meeting could have been an email. You're sitting there on your phone and you're writing an email to one of your contacts, but you're listening, but you're doing something else. So that's kind of where discipline comes in. Motivation will get you going, but motivation doesn't always exist, especially not in my world. It doesn't always exist as much as I can. Oh, hey, you're so motivational. Like, yeah, you know. I am, yeah. but there's points of my life that, like, you know, it is a ship storm. Like, sometimes I'm sitting here, and I'm like, oh, what is going on right now? I cannot even just grasp what's going on, and then that's when you have to sit down, take out a pen and paper, take out your planner, and start writing down, I need to send by this date. I need to send by that date. I need to call this person on this date, and keep yourself accountable that it will get done. And then a motivation will come back again and be like, yeah, God, you're awesome. Look at you doing all these things. They play with each other, but motivation is like the prized only child. It likes to come out and strut, you know, ever so often that they're great, and then they sit down again. Mm -hmm. Because we know they're great. But, you know, discipline is the middle kid that nobody pays attention to. Right. But he's always grinding. Dang! Oh my goodness. You are just a firecracker. Let me tell you. I got called a firefly by somebody yesterday. Oh my goodness. That's so cute. (laughs) 
I don't even know what a firefly is. I told myself I have to Google it, but um. See, you, wait, you don't know what a firefly is? Wait, hold on a second. No, no, We're just gonna dress it. It's the little bug that flies around. It has like a little like light at the end of it. Yeah, it's so cute because sometimes people try and catch fireflies in a little jar because it just like buzzes a light at the end of it. They're really cute though. That is exciting. Fine. Yeah. I figured it was something along the lines of that. Yeah, yeah. In summer, like you would like just go around like try catching fireflies and it's really cute. Yeah. Well, like you do catch them. Well, you catch them and then, and then yeah, then they die afterwards. So it's okay. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. But it's okay. That's <laughs> why they said firefly. I gotcha. <laughs> there you go. There you go. For the final question of this podcast, which is a question that I've asked every single guest who has come on so far, based off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion Podcast, what is one tip that you would give dreamers based off of how you have fashioned your passion? How are you going to drop that at the end? Come on! You had me all loosey-goosey, and then I don't know where you're like, bam! You served me with that question. Okay, I don't know if I'm coming back here, Sammy. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. How are you going to start? You just pulled a Hannah right there. You, you had me all like, and I don't know where the kid, yeah. I love it. You know what? I would say you're going to hear a lot of no's. It's no, 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 no. All the time. I hear no's every single day of my life. Yeah. And you have to take that no and figure out how you're going to turn it into a yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be with that same person that gave you a no, but ask for feedback and say, you know, hey, why don't you say no? Yeah. What did I miss? And once they see that you're in a position to learn, then the conversation and the relationship dynamic changes. And they'll be willing to tell you, you know what? I think you dropped the ball on this and you dropped the ball on that. Right. And then you'll say, okay, well, I did. Now, how can I or who can you suggest that I can hit up next who may take your no and turn it into a yes? Right. You know, and if they're smart, not if they're smart, but if they're, you know, business savvy, they might just say, hey, you know, go back to the drawing board and then come back to me in a couple months because they don't want to miss the opportunity of working with you because they see that you're able to be diverse and really think on your feet. So every no that I've gotten, I've tried Sometimes I've cried my eyes out. Just to be real clear. Sometimes, like, I want to do something and somebody says, I really, 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 want, really, really want to do this. And then after I cry, I sit there and I'm like, okay, let me hit this person back up and say, hey, you know, what's going on? What's this and that? And sometimes I think that that doesn't work out. Right. But it leads me to something else. Yeah. Even better. So don't let the first no deter you. I'll, I'll tell you a, a small story. My podcast, the very first person that I told when I finally decided that I was going to do that after my online community kept telling me to do one, uh-huh. the first person I told was somebody that was in my circle. They said to me, well, you need to be an expert to do a podcast. Huh. Do you see what I mean? Yep. I said to them, well, I don't have to be an expert because I can just get experts on my show Literally. to talk about what it is that they're good at. Unfortunately, that comment itself stop me from creating my podcast for a solid six months because I thought that I wasn't an expert in my field to create one. Right. So that just goes to show that somebody could say no to you, but it's because they're scared of the firefly that you're going to be and the force that you're going to be because some people that I did ask for advice on what to do their podcast, they didn't want to tell me. 
and they slid up in my DM congratulating me on such a successful season and asking me how I've done a couple of things. Damn. Yeah? That's how those go. Yeah. So that's when you decide right then and there what type of person you're going to be. Goes to say, however, the conversation went, I, I did, you know, I dropped a couple of gems, but nothing too extensive. Right. So the people that will deter you and turn you down will come later and congratulate you on a job well done and ask you how you did it. Right. I'm literally 18. Like, there's no way in hell that I'm an expert at anything. And yet here <laughs> I am, you know, like 30, 35 episodes in. And I'm like, I have all these people on because I know that, yes, I could drop some gems here and there, but I don't know everything. So I have to reach out to other people and have them drop their gems, too. That's why I love about podcasting, too. It's like you have the opportunity and the space to share your voice. But you also have the opportunity and space to help others share their voice who they may have never in any other way, you know, but also in different ways that they may not have before. Exactly. That is what it is. You give others a voice to share their story yeah. and heal them yeah. because speaking and sharing is therapeutic yes. and it allows for people to really share their story and resonate with somebody. And if you're that person that forgives a phone, then so be it. And under whatever circumstance, whatever you're doing, if it's fashion, if it's the arts, if it's finance, whatever, if it's food, if it's beauty, whatever it is, right. you can become the leader in that sector if you really believe it. Yes. Where can people find you on the interwebs? <laughs> Give on them the all interwebs, the girl. Okay. So <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at advice from Hannah. That's Hannah without the H. If you want to listen to the advice from Hannah podcast, all season one, 55 episodes are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and now Spotify. Definitely hit me up. Hit me up on the gram. Let me know what you're doing. Or if you're on LinkedIn and you're really trying to like be all business-like, mm. how I am lately, Hannah Salazar is my name under LinkedIn where I'm a little more serious. It's really hard. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm like, I got to figure out how to work these corporate people too yeah. with my brand. So definitely find me through there. And I want to thank you and congratulate you on the job that you're doing right now. When I was 18, I was nowhere near doing what you're doing. So <laughs> I was just like, how can I get into the club with a fake ID? So <laughs> I'm being so real right now. That's no, like you're my right, yeah. concern. How to get into the club to see the DJs that I really liked singing. That's what I was doing at 18. I was nowhere near trying to find my voice and doing that. It, it happened at 28. Right. So you are literally 12 years younger than me, but like 5,000 light years ahead of me mm-hmm. at that age. I congratulate you and, and I welcome everyone to listen to your podcast, to speak with you and really support what you're doing because I'm scared to see what you'll be doing at 21. <laughs> me too. I'm saying me too. I'm just going to retire. I'm going to be like, no, Sammy's up in here just pouring shit up. I'm not even going to. What, Mike? I can't take a mic. No, no, Sammy's out here. So, <laughs> so keep going. Keep doing what you're doing because your generation, the ones coming up, you guys in your early 20s right now, like late teens, early 20s, what you guys are doing is just, I have no words. I have no words. You guys are just tearing it up out here in the streets. So, congratulations and and keep going and don't let anybody tell you any different if not send them to me (laughs) (laughs) I will don't you worry (laughs) 
Send them to me. Yes, thank you so, so, so much for being on. It was truly an honor to sit down with you and interview you. I appreciate it immensely. For those of you listening, be sure to go follow Hannah. Go listen to her podcast. I highly recommend it. If you learned anything from this episode, be sure to screenshot you watching it and post on your Instagram story and tag both me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast and Hannah at Advice from Hannah. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I loved hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.